0: casting to the world, world from both sides of Washington state. You're listening to horse racing banter, a podcast created for both the serious and not so serious horse racing fans. And now here are your hosts, Mark Metcalf and Eric Johnson. Welcome back banter fans. It's episode 22 We're excited uh, to be here with you today. It's early Saturday morning. Welcome, Mark. Good morning, my friend. Yeah, we've got a great show today. A lot of great information, a lot of big announcements coming, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, On our agenda today, we're going to cover quite a few items off the wire, a lot of great information. We're going to do a uh, a recap of the Pegasus Cup races and last weekend's uh, big racing card. And we're going to take a look at the uh, 2020 Eclipse Awards. And we're going to review a couple of races that are later on today that have uh, Derby um, and Triple Crown uh, ramifications. And then after that, we've got some big announcements. Indeed. So let's get right to it. Um so as a shout out to our most faithful um question asker um uh, Mr. Shumway um we did a little digging and there is a horse called Shumway and he's a 6-year-old out of Ghost Zapper which is you know a fantastic sire um yeah. And he raced on Wednesday at Turf Paradise. And he won.
1: He did look good doing
0: it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, um, I really like the horse that battled him down the stretch. It was a horse that came out of Emerald Downs, And of course, I had 20 to win on it. And some way knows me out at the end. <laughs> I could say story of my life, but you know, I think we're supposed to have a lot of gratefulness these days, so I'll just say that's horse racing. That's exactly right. Um, so today we're gonna be previewing um the Holy Bull at Gulfstream Park which is um, kind of a feeder into the Florida Derby, which is one of the big prep races and a horse named Mutasabek that we've talked about um, in the past was supposed to run in that race, but um, ended up with a shin injury. Uh, I think it was during a workout and is pretty much off the Derby trail now. Yeah. He was, uh, he was a middle of the road horse anyway, but still, you know, I would love to see a, a, a full field of, you know, 20 horses where Mutasebek was, you know, kind of the 20th ranked, you know, just going to make for a better race. So anytime we lose a horse of any kind of quality, it's kind of a, kind of a bummer. But, um, anyway, the, we'll, we'll preview the Holy Bowl here, uh, a little later, um, off the wire, uh we attended the eclipse awards on thursday i uh fired it up live streaming uh sitting in my hot tub and um right off the bat it was interesting they did a um kind of a shout out to uh larry king and um you know of course his passing recently and they um indicated that he was a big supporter of horse racing and he was actually a regular presenter for the eclipse awards. And um, I think you have a little story about Larry,
1: don't you? You know, I do. And uh, this is the second, uh, the second person who has passed away, a really popular celebrity who we find out has had some uh, horse racing ties. First was Alex Trebek. And of course, when we uh, did this, the story on him, Uh, and then, um, yeah, Larry King was a big, uh, big fan. And when they, when they did that, it just reminded me of a story that I want to share here. Uh, it's really funny and it's from a, um, I I did my best to, to remember it. And, uh, but way back in the day when I was a a working man, I attended a, some corporate event of, of something and, and King was the, uh, he was the keynote. And um, he just did a great job. Of course, he had the audience in the palm of his hand. But he says, as it was coming down to the end, he says, you know, I want to share a story with you guys. It was one of the most memorable stories of my career. And he proceeds to tell this very funny story where he was a long time ago when he was working at Channel 4 in New York. He gets a phone call and he hears this voice, this king. Boom, boom, man, Casey, I'd like to ask you to do a personal favor for me. There's a charity event next Tuesday, Beaumont Hall for underprivileged kids. I'd like you to be the guest speaker. And King is just kind of like taken back and says, well, I'm not sure if I can. King, again, you'd be doing me a personal favor. capiche? Tuesday, Beaumont Hall, 7:30. Click. And he was gone. <laughs> and King says, "Now something just told me I should show up for that event." <laughs> Not only did I go, but I got there early. And when I got there, leaning up against the wall was this sort of stocky, well-distinguished gentleman in a dark suit, red carnation in his lapel. Comes up, says, "King, Boom, boom, man, Casey. Thank you for coming. I knew you'd do the right thing. And King says, "Well, now, so, boom, boom. What I thought I'd do tonight." King reaches up, slaps my face. Just do your thing. They're gonna love you. And he was gone, walked away. So the evening goes well, and and afterward, boom, boom comes up, says, "What I tell you, King, you were great. They loved you." Let me walk you to your car. So they're walking out, and Boom Boom says, Listen, King, you did me a big personal favor tonight. I said, Oh, forget about it. Don't don't worry. That's fine. It was King, you don't understand. It doesn't work like that. I can't be in debt to anybody. Capiche? Now what can I do for you? Well, says, nothing really comes to mind. And then... Boom, boom, takes the toothpick out of his mouth, looks over his shoulders, and leans in, says the most chilling thing that most people never get to hear in their life, says, you got anybody you don't like? So, you know, despite how unnerving that was, I actually thought about it. Of course, we're all laughing in the crowd. He goes, I have no doubt that that night I saved the life of the station manager at Channel 4. And so we're, <laughs> just, we're just tracking up. He says, tell you what, King, you think about it and I'll be in touch. And he was gone. So about a week goes by. Kind of forgotten about it. Get a phone call. King. This Saturday, seventh race, Yonkers, Cindy's little charmer, click, and was gone. He says, now, at that moment, I thought, there are three certainties in life, death, taxes, and Cindy's little charmer is going to win that race at Yonkers. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody just dies. Cindy's little (laughs)
0: charmer.
1: He says, Good night, you've been a great crowd. And just thought, wow. <laughs> just total oh, mic drop. Leaves us just standing. Oh, I just thought that was a, a great story. Rest in p- peace, Larry. You were you're gonna be missed. God he was <laughs> he was great. awesome.
0: Oh, what a great story. And it was about horse racing.
1: Yeah, so. we tied it in, didn't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so interesting enough last uh this this week off the wire um turf paradise uh canceled their their tuesday races and uh santa anita canceled their friday races and actually moved some things around and there's a couple of items that are interesting about that number one is that both tracks are are being proactive in you know forecasting weather and just not running no matter what. Um, I think that that is a really good uh, way to to you know think about you know safety. Um, interestingly enough, when I was doing, in all seriousness, my my research about Shelby Ruiz at Santa Anita. Um, I ran into a story where she refused to run a horse um, on a rainy day and the um, general manager or one of the, you know, head guys at Santa Anita kind of flipped her crap on um, on Twitter and she called him out um, only the way a, you know, a young person can do and really kind of raised the issue and, and maybe, you know, made some changes there so that's um a good thing for the horses and horse racing is to you know the the show doesn't have to go on
1: yeah i uh i'm a big proponent of that and i know that there's it's always interesting well this horse uh you know he's a mutter and and runs well in the slop and all this kind of stuff and it makes her a little bit interesting um character or mosaic to the race but it always kind of makes me cringe when I see horses running in the in the big slop and and the snow and all that. Just I, uh, I as a matter of fact, when those races are on, it's not unusual for me to just to
0: turn it off. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. My see wife, that. my wife can't watch them at all. Um, she just doesn't. She can't do it. Yeah. Um, and the other interesting thing about the Turf Paradise one is that um, we got our TVG alerts working again. Again, my wife, uh, the technology person got it so that we we got an alert that our, our boy Akifumi uh, Kato was running in in a race on that day and um, and I went to the to the uh, TVG site and then found out that the races for that day had been canceled. but Mark, do you know the name of the horse that he was gonna run on? The big Labowski. <laughs>
1: Now, how can you not put a couple of bucks? How can you not put a cookie on the on the Lebowski? Come on.
0: Yes. So that's our first yeah. cookie of the day. Um, put a cookie on it. He is going to. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got requests from our audience. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Put a
1: cookie on it. Yeah. Put a cookie on it. Uh huh. Oh, God. Put a cookie on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: put a cookie on it
0: they wanted us to play it to the very end but oh. he's going to run again uh, they've got him rescheduled for the second which is i think tuesday of uh next week um yeah and it's going to be a real cookie because he'll probably go off at 20 plus to one so the big lebowski at turf paradise on February 2nd. Isn't that Groundhog's Day? Is it? I don't know. Hopefully it is. Um, so there you have it. Our first cookie of the day. Um, looking at some uh, interesting wire items. Uh, your horse from your boy Brad Cox. And your one of your futures bets. Essential quality is now being geared to race my horse. Keep me in mind. In the Southwest Derby on February 15th. So we might have to have some side bets. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you got my Venmo account? <laughs> Did I give that to you? <laughs> you don't use
1: Venmo. I do use Venmo. <laughs>
0: um, okay. Uh, a horse that you and I watched uh, win a Breeders' Cup race. Uh, the 2019 breeders cup Philly turf uh, sharing um, has been retired mm-hmm. another one in a string of horses that are being retired recently um, this one was from from injury unfortunately she was injured in a paddock injury but um, is doing fine and is going to move on to um, full so um, great horse um, we got the pleasure of watching her win on the turf at santa anita Indeed. Yeah. Uh, just as a heads up, um, I didn't have kind of the dates and the, uh, the races straight in my mind, but just so that people know the $20 million Saudi cup, which has kind of slipped into the, uh, racing world as the richest race in the world is going to be February 20th. Um, I don't know what, um, day that actually plays out here in the States because of the time difference. Um, but that is on February 20th. Um, they're gearing charlatan, one of the top horses right now in the world, um, to that race. And it, it sounds like that Jesus's team, you know, who improves every race, um, in these big races, but still can't seem to win, um, is going to, uh, uh, skip that race and probably uh, gear toward March 27th, the Dubai Cup, and that one's a 12 million dollar race.
1: And we don't know yet what Knicks Go is going to do. Right, right. Um,
0: yeah, that's interesting. Um, you would think that they they would want to take a a shot at the at the at the Saudi, but it might be uh, too soon.
1: Yeah, maybe I don't know. I, um, I
0: maybe not want to go up against Charlotte,
1: <laughs> or I might just not want to ship. I that whole thing. Yeah, would, but um, I, horses go over there, and then sometimes it's the last you see of their. I don't know. It's a weird, weird deal, but it's tough to pass up those purses. But it'll be interesting to see what uh, the connections decide to do with uh, with Nick's go. Um, I mean, I, you know, we'll talk about Nick's go probably a little bit later. But
0: uh, yeah, yeah. And the very last item on the wire is a press release by our organization, Horse Racing Banter Podcast, that um, we have our first titled position in the organization, aside from nicknames of you know Chucky Chock or Mark the Chalk and and uh, Eric Exotic. We now have our first official title: title the director of Talent Acquisition, Mr. Mark Metcalf. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you're going to have big announcements um, in that regards at the end of the show, aren't you? I will. I will. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for the the announcements. All right. So that's the wire. Um, let's move on to Pegasus Cup Day uh, recaps, Cup Day weekend recaps. Um, the Fred Hooper, I think we both kind of knew that Performer uh, was by far the best horse in that race and, and came through.
1: Yeah, we both had him and uh, was the Chalk, and
0: um, yep, we won it. Uh, the inside information, um, I learned that it is not my time. <laughs> my horse, came in second (laughs) uh your cookie came in third the uh, whatever but uh pacific gale ran a pretty darn good race Um, um we'll look we'll look at that horse you know down the road here put it into our stable um the mcknight tide of the sea another horse that we both didn't have um i'm gonna add that one to my stable too it looked real good
1: yeah we had a uh uh, I got a show on Doswell on that one as well, but Eye uh, yeah. of the yeah. Sea was was good.
0: Uh, the The Law Prevoyante. I think we both uh, knew that Always Shopping was the top horse, but you know, one um, other directions. I did hit the trifecta in exacta exacta um, in that one, and one of my horses in the try was fifty to one. So the try ended up and the other horse was eight to one. So the, the dollar try paid 220 bucks and with the exact, uh, you know, pretty much made it so that, uh, the day was quite positive positive in, in my picks for, for the podcast. So that made me feel good.
1: Yeah, that was good. I, uh, I said during that last show that, uh, I, I should go with, uh, with always shopping here, but, um, just decided to, to try to, Go with a little bit uh, better price, which is unusual for me, but went with English Affair. And English Affair had a great trip, was looking real good, and then just faded and got creamed by Always Shopping
0: at the end. Yeah, yeah. Good horse, Always Shopping. Yeah. Uh, The Marshwas River, um, my original pick was Zoffel, and then I crossed it out. Um, God, would you quit doing that? I know, it's terrible. How many times have you screwed yourself by doing that? you know what I always get scared of and I have to get over this. It, it had a seven month layoff and you know, these horses can be in just fine shape and you know, you, you can't fold that into too strongly, but the time was two two. It was like,
1: Whoa, that a was mile. a, um, that was an extremely good race. And, uh, mm-hmm. I definitely have, um, it's interesting that you mentioned, uh, Roxanne doing the, uh, the, the stable because I was doing that for a while on TBG and then it just got screwed up and they were sending yeah. me false uh, alerts and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, um, but at, at one time I found that to be really helpful and, um, I, I just have gone to some stupid little writing down notes. And I just wrote, you know, so felt strong, powerful race, <laughs> you know, just yeah. as a horse to keep an
0: eye on for sure. Absolutely. Um, the turf was a really good race. And the, the, uh, Pletcher horses pretty much, you know, came, came down the stretch and took command late in the stretch and went one, two, uh, Colonel Liam, um, and Largent, which on the NBC broadcast, they kept bringing up, you know, the, the famous Seahawk receiver, Steve Largent and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that, uh, that's a good turf horse, Large.
1: Yeah, that was another thing. Uh, another one that Colonel Liam—they both ran great races. Largen had a little bit of bad racing luck in that one, but um, uh, and if with a better trip, maybe there would have been a little bit of a different outcome. Maybe not. They—they they both ran great races. Colonel Liam was was just fantastic. Uh, but that was a really uh, really good race. So.
0: Yeah, and you know, I read Ortiz runs a lot for Pletcher on his top horse, horses, and we'll talk more about him later in the Eclipse Awards. Yeah. And, um, but you know, this this whole jockey trainer, um, you know, top horse combination is, is really, you know, a powerful betting tool. And then the Pegasus Cup, the $3 million Pegasus Cup. I mean what what can you say but um oh by the way I had the exacta that Liam over in margin got to get that in there right would that pay not a lot <laughs> 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 got to get that in there too 20 bucks or something <laughs> like that for anyway um I you you have been on the Brad uh, Brad Cox bandwagon much longer than I am, and I'm on that now. But I gotta say, Nixco might be the best horse in the world. Hundred percent.
1: I'm just gonna say that right now. I think he is the best thing going. And um, uh, yeah, I would be surprised if they don't go to the Saudi or Dubai. Just be. Uh, if they don't, it's gonna. I'm gonna really want to hear the justification. Um, you know, if it's something that, well, we don't want to go over there because they, it's too much of a. The travels too much, or the conditions there are weird, and the horses come back kind of not the same as they were, or whatever. Um, and then we'll know, right? Because how can you how can you turn that down? But I think if uh, if they take Nick's go over there, I would be extremely surprised if he didn't just keep on keeping on so um, yeah
0: yeah uh jesus's team or jesus's team got second again and that might be the second best horse in the world uh, and
1: nobody, nobody will ever know it the most the most underappreciated disrespected horse out there God. the
0: buffalo bills oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it ran a great race, and um, I've I've been betting on that horse, you know, every time in my exotics, and you know, I hit the exact on that race. I got screwed by Independence Hall, and that exact even paid less, uh, of course, with Nick's Go in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, we we need to keep an eye on Jesus's team because when he gets in against, uh, you know, maybe lesser company even in a pretty decent race, he should, he should have no trouble.
1: You would think. And, um, it's, uh, I know in the last episode we talked about, um, uh, Nick's go that, um, it, it's probably just going to be another catch me if you can kind of scenario. And it's exactly the way it went down. He just jumped out there and the worry was he was going to, um, be going too fast and he was going to burn out because he was going another eighth. And, um, he just didn't, I mean, uh, Rosario Rosario was pulling him up at the end. I watched it like twice last night. Just (laughs) that's what I do. But, uh, um, he he was eased up and, uh, could have, could have kept going, but, um, he just kicked ass in that race. Yeah. And the, and the, the fractions were really fast. I mean, you know, at three quarters, it was one Oh nine and change. And it was like, what, 20, 22 and change, or maybe 23, something like that at the first quarter. I mean, they were, right. they were moving and, yeah. uh, he just kept going. So yeah, they they got it going on with that horse for sure.
0: Uh, and then, uh, on Sunday, the last uh, race that we kind of covered was the Palo Palos Verde. Um, my girl Shelby didn't come through, in fact, came in last, um, but a horse that we, we totally dismissed, and it really just goes to show that sometimes horses just have off days. Wild Man Jack comes back. Um, wasn't the favorite like it was the race before when it uh, wobbled. And um, When I used sm- the
1: exact phrase, that Wild Man Jack is dead to me. I know. I
0: know. And just smoked them. Um, Lesson learned. Lesson learned. For now.
1: (laughs) Is it? Is it a lesson learned? Do we ever
0: (laughs) learn these lessons? We don't.
1: We don't. Uh, I don't.
0: Okay. So shifting gears. uh, Thursday, they announced the 2020 uh, Eclipse Awards. Uh, Mark, you are our Eclipse Award Specialist. Uh it's not an official title yet, but why don't you take it away? <laughs>
1: um yeah, so uh the we'll, we'll be talking about the uh, the winners, but first just a little uh a little history on Eclipse. And uh the Eclipse Awards, uh these this honors excellence in North America thoroughbred racing. And the award is named after a um an 18th-century British racehorse and really prolific sire Eclipse, uh, who began racing at the age of five and was undefeated in 18 starts, including eight walkovers. These are uh, some stats that are coming to us from our friends at the Pollock report, but walkovers, um, I had to look that up and, um, that means that basically you're running uncontested. The, the other horses have just withdrawn. And um, because I think, well, what's the point, you know? And so I actually watched um, the, a 1980 walkover with a spectacular bid in the Woodward. The horse just ran the race all by himself. No way. Yeah. Yeah. But he, it happened eight times with. Uh, with Eclipse, but there's a really interesting story um, that I got out of a um, uh, a uh, a book that my uh, son-in-law Danny um, gave me for Christmas uh, from Alexander Mackey Smith. It's called "Speed and the Thoroughbred: A Complete History," and it's got this great story about Eclipse. And so, in 17. 17- Uh, 63, the Duke of Cumberland wanted to prove that breeders were focusing too much on just the sire and the dam and really not paying any other attention to the rest of the pedigree. And so he decided to do an experiment basically to uh, prove his uh, theory that you should be paying attention, go deeper into the bloodlines. And so he bred his 13 year old, um, uh, horse Marsk, who had been just an un- unsatisfactory racing career with a 14-year-old unraced mare called Spiletta, um who also her only foal had never even raced. And so he chose those two because if you go back deeper into their bloodlines, they've got some they had some really impressive horses, including the dolphin Arabian. And so the result was Eclipse, born in April 1, 1764, during a partial eclipse. Hmm. And he started racing at five. As kind we mentioned. of a Tony
0: Randall type
1: story, huh? I don't understand that, but yeah, just like that. Um, what's that? Tony mean?
0: Randall had kids when he was like 70 years old.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> um he he wins he wins his first race by a huge margin eclipse and um at the epsom in epsom in uh, 1769 and there's this professional gambler dennis o'kelly who is so impressed by that that he puts out news that he's making this bet and he says i'm taking all comers I will give you, in, in Eclipse's next race, I will give you the exact order of finish in this race. And so there's huge odds. It's gets all kinds of interest. And um, the way back in the day, if you won by 200 yards or more, essentially a furlong, they would say you were first. They list the name of the horse that finished first and the rest nowhere. I mean, it just doesn't matter. They're so far back. And so sure enough, the next race, Eclipse just you know puts the hammer down. And the stewards posted the official result, Eclipse first and the rest nowhere. And he won a boatload of money. Wow. Yeah. So finished eighteen and zero, and unfortunately, the Duke of Cumberland died before uh, any of this came to fruition. He died about a year after Eclipse was born, but um, the rest is history. So now we, uh, of course, we go back in the bloodlines, and um, Eclipse went on to sire just a huge number of, of uh, like three hundred forty-four winners, or I don't know, it's just some unreal number. And uh, has his bloodline is alive still today.
0: Wow. So when you said at the beginning 18th century, that means and, and I saw a date of like 1794. Is that is that what we're talking here?
1: 1764, yeah. Oh,
0: 1764. So this is this is the time of you know the beginnings of this country, but obviously over this was happening over in Europe, right? Or in, right, in right. Great Britain. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um, So,
1: with that, um, shall we get to the winners?
0: Yeah, and it's really, I was thinking about, you know, you kind of diving into this. Um, Chalk pretty much ruled in this. Um, There there wasn't a lot of surprises. So, yeah, jump right in. Okay, so... um,
1: I'll just start with the horse of the year. Yes, go horse for of it. the year by unanimous consent was Authentic, and uh, winner of of course the Breeders' Cup Classic and the Derby, um, the uh, and these cla- these uh, I'm just going to read the names of the classifications for the older dirt male was Improbable, uh, three Grade One races as a four year old second in the Breeders' Cup Classic. The Older Dirt Female, Monomoy Girl. Yeah. was the 2018 Eclipse Award winner for Phillies. Sat out 2019 with an injury. Came back in 2021, won all four starts, including the BC, the Breeders' Cup Distaff. And um, three-year-old Philly was Swiss Skydiver. Of course, the the great win in the Preakness versus Authentic. Yeah. In a time of one fifty three point two eight, which was uh, second fastest to Secretary, it's one fifty three flat.
0: hmm uh,
1: Two year old male, essential quality, essential yeah. quality. The uh, winner of the two thousand twenty Breeders' Cup for charity and the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and um, the horse that's going to earn me a little bit of extra money against my co-host. <laughs> 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 the the male sprinter was Whitmore,
0: who, yeah, uh, sentimental favorite, sentimental right. favorite, <laughs> old guys rule. You bet, you bet. That seven was, year old, uh, that was the big cookie that uh, Don hit yes, on.
1: Yes, sir.
0: In the uh, Breeders'
1: Cup, you bet. Won three races and uh, won the uh, the uh, Breeders' Cup Sprint by three and a quarter, and yeah. uh, d- had a fine time doing it. Um, for the female sprinter, Gamine, Gamine, uh, three grade one wins, including the Bre- uh, Breeders' Cup Philly and Merrick Sprint in track record time. And, uh, for the male turf, uh, male turf horse was Channel Maker. uh, consecutive wins in the Sword Dancer and the Joe Hirsch Turf Classic and third in the Breeders' Cup Turf. The steeplechase horse category. That's another one that I have trouble watching because it just gives me anxiety of watching those horses jump over the hedges and fences. And I'm thinking, I'm always worried somebody's going to take a fall. But uh, uh, Moscato, uh, nine year old.
0: Nine year old. Yeah, I was really happy that Moscato pulled that one off. Um, you know, I'm, of course, a big steeplechase fan, watch all the races. Um, but I got to say, Snap Precision. Um, was was probably uh, a, a, the real um, winner should have been the real winner, but uh, they they gave it to Moscato. Yep, I'm just joking. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and the
1: uh, the trainer um, was uh, Brad Cox, uh, who was a finalist in 2019. Uh, wins it in 2020 and is off to a great start in 2021 with the yeah. of course the Pegasus world uh world cup victory with Nixgo maybe the derby with uh, essential quality or cattle river who knows but uh yeah uh, and he's, you know Amp Pearl and all kinds of other good ones so uh off to a great start um and then the jockey that you just mentioned, uh, was uh, the winner was Irad Ortiz. And uh, I didn't realize this. He led all American jockeys with 300 wins. Yeah, he rides a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, and just real quickly, the, uh, the owner was the uh, Godolphin um, breeder, Windstar, apprentice jockey, Alexander Crispin. And the one that you're very interested in, was the Horse Player of the Year, Thomas Goldsmith, who won the National Horse Players Championship and now can call himself an Eclipse Award winner.
0: So there is hope that yeah. I can win an Eclipse Award.
1: I think, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious, I think that you could do this because, and I mean this in all sincerity, you are, I think, the best handicapper in your entire family
0: <laughs> i i i think i come in tied for third in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah if we put if we do your extended
1: family with Don and rich yeah it, it gets a little bit more heated but <laughs> yeah
0: mid-pack mid-pack at best um also, just one uh, you omitted: the two-year-old female horse of the year was Vquest.
1: Oh, I did, I did. I've got it here, and I just skipped right over it. I'm sorry. That's apologies. okay.
0: That's all right. That's a horse Quist, that you uh, uh, you were big on too. I was, I was. So yeah. I was happy to see her. Um, you know, maybe uh, I, I don't know what her status is right now, but uh, there's always the Kentucky Oaks. Oaks. That's the the day before the Kentucky Derby. That's one of the the well, it is the biggest three-year-old uh, Philly race. I love America. the
1: Oaks. Yeah, that's great. Yeah,
0: it's great.
1: Good catch. I'm sorry. That's I'm No, no, that.
0: no, no, no. That's why I'm here. You're the uh, you're the the presenter, and I'm just the uh, kind of the checking of boxes thing. Uh, I was really, I was really, you know, a lot of these horses were so deserving. You know, Swiss Skydiver. I've been reading a lot about how they're really gearing her up to you know not race a lot but just go after the big races so i think that adds a big dynamic that's needed within the older horse you know we have go, we have charlatan and now we have swiss Skydiver. so that'll be interesting to see you know how those three duke it out you know going into next year's breeders cup yeah for sure Okay, so that's the awards for 2020. Uh, Thanks for the backstory on Eclipse. I didn't know any of that. That was pretty cool. Um, We have two races coming up today. Uh, If you're quick to listen to this, you might catch both of them. The Holy Bull at Gulfstream Park is at uh, 1.30 Pacific time. Um, I got three horses. The first one's a cookie. Yeah, put a cookie on it. It's Papatu. Papatu, Papatu, P-A-P-E-T-U. Um, improving horse. Going to get some uh, decent odds against two real strong-looking favorites that I'll uh, put together in a try in an exacta box. Those are Prime Factor and Greatest Honor um you've got all the top jockeys riding these i read i think is on um prime factor i think saez is on uh greatest honor so it, it's, it's going to be a good race and it'll kind of shake out some uh things pointing to the florida derby and then at 3:30 pacific time today at santa anita assuming that they you know decide to move forward with uh, this stakes race um, we'll have the Robert B. Lewis. Um, he was a famous horse owner that they've honored with a race, by the way, uh, Holy Bull, um, was a horse, um, that's the, the Holy Bull is named after, um, 1994 horse of the year didn't win the Kentucky Derby, but did win a lot of other races became a sire after it got hurt in its 50, 50. Uh, when it was a five-year-old, and uh, its most famous offspring was Giacomo. Giacomo mm. yeah. Giacomo had a good career. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the Robert B. Lewis, um, you know, Baffert's got uh, Medina Spirit in there. That's um, you know looking real strong. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go back to my five horse exotic. I know there's only eight or nine horses in this race. But I got a couple of cookies. Um, one that's Mike Smith's on. Um, yeah. Bauer. on Bauer. You remember that horse? Yeah, you've Rom been Bauer. big on
1: that horse for a while.
0: Yeah. Uh, another one that seems to be really improving is Wipe the Slate. And so I'm going to put those two cookies with Medina Spirit. And then Hot Rod Charlie. That was Matoli's, I think, half-brother. Yeah. Ran a super race in um, losing out to um, in the Breeders' Cup to who was it? Was it go No. Oh, Essential Quality, Essential. Oh quality.
1: yeah, in the in the, uh, in the uh, two juvenile. year yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right. That's right. And hasn't raced since, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, if it's the real deal. And then Spielberg, Spielberg was a big you know kind of like oh spielberg's going to be this great horse fell flat on a couple races but really came back last time so it did yeah um so yeah do a five horse 10 cent super for 12 bucks and let's see what we're gonna do (laughs) wipe the slate rombauer medina spirit hot rod charlie and spielberg all right so that's about it on the racing agenda for this weekend um you know from here on out, there will be you know, lots of great opportunities for us to get our handicapping pencils out. But now, Mark, Director of Talent Acquisition, why don't you lead us into the big announcement? So we
1: do have some big news, and of course, uh, scheduling can change, and we all have to be flexible with that. Um, however... Uh, I have uh, started to reach out to some fairly high-profile guests and potential guests, and um, have had some really good success. So my first uh, my first was uh, putting out putting in a call to um, uh, Turf Paradise and uh, seeing if we could get Akifumi Kato with us, and surprisingly enough. Um I'm driving back from the grocery store when he called me and uh just surprised me and so we had I had to pull over cuz I was kind of freaked out and um we had a great conversation. Uh super super nice guy. We talked about playfair, we talked about um and he was I think he was happy that I knew all about his history and um anyway we're trying to we've exchanged i've got his uh uh his mobile number and uh so we've been trying to um see if we can either get him uh uh, on the show with us or i'm not sure if he's got the technology for that or not we've kind of been going a little bit back and forth but uh at the very least we'll have a uh, eric and and uh and i will have a conversation with him on the phone and just just talk because he he likes to talk uh horses and uh just seemed like a really, really great guy. We had some good laughs, so that was a lot of fun.
0: You so, should offer. You should offer to do, um, you know, a, a conversation not only with him but with his daughter. She might be able to help with the technology. Well, that's with, kind of what, what I was
1: thinking. And uh, yeah. he raised his Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he raced. That's what I was thinking. That uh, uh, and what I was hoping is. Um, if I can, I can say, hey, you know, this is a way for your dad who's 69 to um, to get in the cloud, you know, and to yeah. have that interview recorded and um, for her too and for the family. So I'm going to be I'm going to continue to work on that. And uh, but then that gave me the uh, confidence to just keep keep pushing. And so yeah. um, I reached out to uh, we've talked about a book. Uh, The Greatest Gambling Story Ever Told, A True Tale of Three Gamblers, the Kentucky Derby, and the Mexican Cartel, written by Mark Paul. And I reached out to him, um, got a couple of forum responses, uh, and um, just from his peeps, but uh, I, I finally did hear from him with his direct email. And so he and I have been corresponding back and forth. And I told him what we were all about and asked him if he wanted to be on the show. And so next Thursday, the 4th, um, hopefully nothing uh, gets screwed with scheduling, but um, uh, we're going to have Mark Miami Paul with us on the Horse Racing Banter, Thursday, the 4th.
0: Fantastic. I uh, finished reading that book. It's a lot of fun. Um, I encourage people to go to... Amazon or wherever you get your downloads or order books, um, get a copy, read up on it. Um, it's going to be so exciting to, to be able to talk about his story and, you know, writing the book and all the people that uh, he came in contact with. Um, I'm just fired up about this. Yeah, We're that'll be fun. Inter- Banter to it a, a, a whole new level here, you know. Yeah,
1: that'll be that'll be just great, and so super excited about that. And then also, um, I in the interest of trying to get a track announcer, I thought now who would be the the, the most fitting track announcer to uh, to go to, and when I went back to our roots. And went to the original and former track announcer at Emerald Downs and the current track announcer at Woodbine. And on Saturday, the 6th, we're going to have with us the one, the only, true class act Robert Geller
0: fantastic. That is so awesome.
1: And we, I, yeah, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am about that. And, um, that's going to be a ton of fun. And he and I have exchanged a number of emails and he's looking forward to it. We certainly are. And man, that is, uh, that's going to be great stuff.
0: So, so listeners, we're relying on you, go to our website, send us what uh, questions, things you want to know from former track announcer Emerald Downs, current track announcer Woodbine, Robert Geller. Um, what do you want us to ask him? Um, Miami Paul, if you guys uh, happen to read the book or just to, you know have questions about the, the horse winning colors, jockey Gary Stevens, Um, you know, the cartel, anything you want, send us questions and we'll, uh, we'll get those pointied up, but, uh, this is, this is going to be just a lot of fun. Um, so we're going to keep keep that up,
1: but these two deserve our full attention. They've been most gracious and, uh, we would definitely want to bring it for these two and we're super excited. And like I say, hopefully scheduling holds. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is great stuff.
0: Yeah. This is the start of the journey that, that we wanted to, uh, you know, start to, to do. And, uh, thanks for you for, you know, putting yourself out there and reaching out to these people and, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, both of us are going to get, uh, you know, boned up on information around each of these great guests and, uh, we'll be ready to in fine banter form, um, you know, ask some good questions and have some good banter with these people. You bet. Okay. Mark, great show. Um, again, go to our uh, website and, uh, leave us questions and we'll be back around the corner. broadcasting to the world from both sides of washington state you've been listening to the horse racing banter podcast with mark metcalf and eric johnson have a question or comment for mark or eric please visit their website at www.horseracingbanter.com until next time we'll see you at the payout window